Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The long-awaited 2022 World Cup is right around the corner. Before we get there, we have one last friendly window, one last tune-up window, 180 minutes remaining to figure out who is going to be the 26 players that Greg Berhalter ultimately takes to Qatar. And with the September window only a few weeks away, it's time for us to predict who are going to be the players that Greg brings to that friendly window that's ultimately going to be the group that in large part is going to take place in the World Cup. Now, there are a few caveats. There's a couple of players that are out injured right now. Uh, so maybe guys like Tim Weah and potentially Jedi Robinson are potentially not going to be in September, but will be in the World Cup. But for the most part, these are the players that are going to have a shot at making that World Cup roster. So this is a very important roster as it pertains to who is actually going to line up for the U.S. in the World Cup. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. All that and more on this episode of the Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, the show about all things American soccer and with the World Cup coming up. Man, we've got so much stuff in store for you guys. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button for more. Before we get into the roster, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Let's get started with the goalkeepers, and this is actually becoming a much more difficult decision than I thought it was going to be a couple of months ago. Uh, For the goalkeepers, I have Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, and Sean Johnson. Now, those are my three guys, but I think that you could pick any one of those guys apart pretty easily. I mean, Matt Turner is thought to be the number one guy right now, but he's on the bench at Arsenal and does not look to be getting any playing time anytime soon. He could potentially be our starter at the World Cup without having played a match for his club in months by the time November rolls around. Zach Steffen, on the other hand, is a player that has been getting minutes, but has not looked very good for his club team at all. There's a lot of people questioning whether he deserves to be on this roster at all, which is a long way away from the goalie wars that we had months ago when we were deciding whether Matt Turner or Zach Steffen was ultimately going to be the number one goalkeeper for the U.S. Behind them, I went with Sean Johnson. I feel like he brings some experience to the squad. I don't think that we're going to use our third goalkeeper anyway, so I think that that's a spot where you do want to bring in a veteran guy, a calming locker room presence. Uh, However, a case can definitely be made for Ethan Horvath, who has been playing regularly for his club over at Luton Town um, and has shown in the past that he can come in as the third goalkeeper in a tough situation and play very well for the U.S., which uh, could go a long way to him getting included. There's also an argument that can be made that you should take Matt Turner, um, Sean Johnson, and Ethan Horvath and leave Zach Steffen at home. Um, All these are possibilities, and I wouldn't be terribly shocked if any one of those occurs. I think those are the four guys who are really in the running. Next, we're going to jump ahead to the fullbacks. I want to do the fullbacks before the centerbacks because I feel like the fullbacks are going to inform my centerback choices. 
And the full packs are an incredibly difficult decision, made more so by the fact that Jedi Robinson recently picked up an injury, and the thought is he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which is fine for him making the World Cup squad, but not fine for him making the September window. As of right now, uh, we haven't gotten a lot of information on Jedi's injury, so he could come back relatively soon, and maybe this is a moot point all in all. Uh, but with Jedi out, this is how I'm proceeding. Uh, so, of course, you've got Serginio Dest. Uh, but behind him, there's a lot of question marks, and you can go a lot of different directions. For me, I'm bringing Sam Vines, I'm bringing Reggie Cannon, I'm bringing Shaq Moore, and last but not least, I'm bringing Joe Scally. And what I'm doing here, in case you missed it, is leaving off DeAndre Yedlin, who... Coming out of World Cup qualifiers, you would have thought would be a shoe-in to make the team because he's the only guy on the roster with World Cup experience. He seems to be a leader within the group. He seems to be a big locker room guy. He's a guy that all the players seem to love and get along with and look up to. So to leave him off is, is a pretty big statement. But for me, whenever I'm looking at this, I don't know how you take DeAndre Yedlin over Shaq Moore at this point. I feel like Shaq Moore has just absolutely outplayed DeAndre Yedlin, is a way better player, arguably our second best right back right now. So for me, I feel like you have to go with Shaq Moore over DeAndre Yedlin. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Yedlin makes this roster, maybe even as like the 27th guy or something like that, just to be a body in camp. Uh, but for me, I got to take... I, I got to take Shaq Moore over DeAndre Yedlin at this point. You know, as for Reggie Cannon, he's been getting uh, the majority of his minutes as a right center back in a back three for Boa Vista. We saw that wrinkle uh, that Greg Berhalter threw in uh, in the June friendlies, and I think that looked pretty good. And, and considering Jedi Robinson's out, I fully expect to see a game where Cannon starts on the right as the right back and uh, Serginho Dest starts as the left back, and we get to see that three-man back line formation uh, with uh, Bridget Cannon as the right center back and, and Serginho Dest pushed very high up the field. Uh, so I, I expect to see that wrinkle in this camp, and I think that's the reason why Reggie Cannon makes it uh, as, as one of the right backs for this club. And whenever it comes to that left back spot, uh, with Jedi Robinson potentially being out, that opens the doors because had Jedi Robinson not been out, I think I would have taken all right backs uh, and Jedi Robinson. I don't think I would have left room for a left back. But with Robinson out... I think Sam Vines earns his opportunity. He's been playing very well for Antwerp uh, with the injury to Jedi Robinson. This is Sam Vines' opportunity. I know Sam Vines has a lot of fans in the comment section, so that's an interesting opportunity there. And finally, really the last name that I wrote on the team sheet for this 26-man roster was Joe Scally. Uh, Joe Scally has has a lot of fans within the U.S. soccer community. A lot of people believe in his game. Of course, he's been getting a lot of minutes for uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach this season. Uh, but it must be said that whenever we saw him in the June window, he just looked lost. He didn't look up to, up to speed. Um, and it seemed very much like he would be a player that's going to be a big part of the, 20, uh, the 2026 World Cup squad. Maybe not necessarily the 2022 World Cup squad. And that could still be the case. But considering Jedi Robinson's injury, having Scally there, I think it's at least worth a look. Now let's go to the center back position. And this is an interesting one as well. There's some, some positional question marks here. I think at the top it's pretty straightforward. Uh, but I'm taking Chris Richards, Walker Zimmerman, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Aaron Long, and Tim Reed. And the reason why I'm bringing Tim Ream over maybe somebody like Sands or EPB 
is because I did drop DeAndre Yedlin. So with Yedlin out, I feel like Reem has that opportunity to come in as that old head in the locker room. I don't expect the fifth center back to get a lot of opportunity. Tim Reem, of course, can also cover as a left back in a pinch. Now, you can definitely make a case for Eric Palmer Brown over Aaron Long at this point. I think Aaron Long has has really seen a decline this season. And if you check U.S. soccer social media uh, or, or the U.S. soccer Reddit, there's definitely a lot of detractors out there, a lot of critics for Aaron Long who, who don't believe in the guy. But I just saw in Greg Berhalter's latest interview with uh, Andrew Wiebe, he did name check Aaron Long, uh, which makes me think that he's definitely going to be a part of this group. Uh, the big thing that I want to see in this camp If we get this opportunity, remember it's only two games, it's only 180 minutes, and I wouldn't be surprised if Greg just rolls with Walker Zimmerman and Chris Richards as his two center backs and they play all 180 minutes uh, for this camp. But if we do get the opportunity to see somebody else, you want to see CCV just be step up and show that he's a, a class above maybe Aaron Long or Eric Palmer Brown or whoever else is the center back. Because while CCV has looked good for Celtic over the last few seasons, in the June window, he didn't really establish himself as a cut above of everybody else. That's not really what we saw from him. I'd like to see that. I'd like to show that um, if, if for whatever reason, Chris Richards or um, Walker Zimmerman aren't available, that we have another quality center back that we can rely on. I don't really feel that way at this point. Uh, I feel like Greg CCV and Long is pretty much um, neck and neck right now. Uh, I'd like to see one of those players show that they're better than the other uh, and that we have another quality center back uh, within this group. Moving on to the Citral defensive midfielders, and this is pretty straightforward. It's been pretty much the same two guys all through World Cup qualifying after the first window, so second window on. It's been Acosta and Adams. I don't expect to see anything different. Uh, There's really no other players who uh, even fit into this category. Uh, Maybe Luca Della Torre kind of showed that he could possibly play this position, uh, but I don't think that he's going to be considered that in this particular window just because of some other injuries elsewhere. But I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's going to be Acosta and Adams in this window. Moving on to the attacking midfielders. I think uh, as we get to the attacking midfielders and we get to the wingers, uh, you have to bring up that there's a couple of injuries that are affecting this roster. Uh, the first one is Christian Roldan. Uh, Christian Roldan's been a mainstay in Greg Berhalter's rosters throughout, uh, I, I guess, throughout World Cup qualifying and, and up to this point. Uh, with him out injured, that frees up a spot for somebody else. And the other one is going to be Tim Weah. Uh, Tim Weah has not participated at all so far this season for Lil. Um, I, I don't know when he's expected to recover, but it seems like the timeline is a little short for him to uh, return to Lil and get up to match fit in order to make the September roster. So I'm expecting him to be out. Uh, So that means that there's two attacking spots that are open uh, for for other players to come in. And and just keep that in mind as as we go through these players. So for the attacking midfielders, I'm going to go with Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Luca Della Torre and Brendan Aronson. I think this was a pretty straightforward group to pick. Um, I think we could also see potentially Gio Reyna deputizing um, in that attacking midfielder position. I think that Gio and Brendan Aronson both can play winger or the attacking midfielder. Uh, I think Greg Berhalter mentioned in one of his latest interviews uh, that he'd like to see Gio in that role. 
We'll see what happens because I think with Tim Weah out, it kind of thins out that position a little bit. It thins out the winger position, so maybe we don't see quite as much flexibility uh, as we were anticipating before. Uh, but it, but it's something to think about uh, as as we move towards this September uh, window. Now, I, I think the midfield position has gotten a lot stronger since we last left the U.S. Men's National Team. I think Wes McKinney continues to show that he's a top midfielder. And I think Yunus Musa has turned a corner with his game. Uh, he continues to progress He's showing that um, he's every bit of the uh, potential superstar that is his fellow teenager, Gio Reyna, uh, which is very exciting for the U.S. Men's National Team. One of the most exciting players throughout the season so far has been Brendan Aronson. There's a lot of people calling for him to start. There's a lot of people calling for him to start in the midfield over potentially Eunice Musa or Weston McKinney. Uh, he's looked very good for Leeds is sort of in that, uh, I guess, number 10 position. Uh, he's been playing behind the striker in a 4-2-3-1 uh, formation. So it seems like it translates really well, but he can play winger as well in Greg Berhalter's system. Uh, I expect uh, Aronson to get minutes. The one guy we're not really talking about is Luca De La Torre. Luca De La Torre, once he's arrived at Celta Vigo, has not gotten many minutes at all. I think he's got less than 45 minutes for the club um, entirely since he's arrived at Celta Vigo. A bit disappointing. I know a lot of people had a lot of stock in Luca De La Torre and we're really expecting him to show his quality once he arrived uh, at Celta Vigo in La Liga. Uh, but so far, at least for the early point of the season, we, we haven't seen it from Luca De La Torre. Uh, so curious to see how he slots in with the national team at this point. Now that Gio and Aronson are healthy and in the roster, where does Luca Del Torre get minutes if those guys are potentially deputizing uh, in that midfield position? Will we see more of Del Torre in that defensive midfielder role late in games uh, if we're chasing a, a lead or something like that? potentially, uh, but I think that sort of sums up the midfield position at this moment. For the wingers, I have four. I have Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, Malik Tillman, and Jordan Morris. And this, of course, is because Tim Way is out injured. Uh, now, I, I think Malik Tillman makes the roster because of the injuries to Roldan and Weah, and also because he's looked pretty good uh, in his early days over at Rangers. I think Jordan Morris still makes it um, as, as one of those last players on the roster, one of those uh 24, 25, 26 players on the roster. Uh, so I'm excited to see kind of what happens with this. Uh, of course, Christian Pulisic has been a player that um, we've been talking so much about because of what's going on with his club at Chelsea. Uh, Thomas Tuchel was let go this morning. I got the news that Thomas Tuchel was let go at Chelsea. So that means we're going to likely see changes for Christian Pulisic. We don't know what those changes are going to be yet, but certainly the status quo is out the window and a new boss is going to come in. Gio Reyna has returned to action for Borussia Dortmund and showed us that he is still the absolute stud uh, and potential uh, future world superstar that we know him to be. Uh, him returning to, to the U.S. Men's National Team is massive news. Um, he's going to add a level of creativity um, and, and, and ability to play through the lines in the final third that we just simply have not had throughout World Cup qualifying. So him coming back to the lineup may be the biggest story so far um, in this uh, days before the World Cup. Now for the striker position, I'll tell you, I, I thought it was going to be Ferreira, Sargent, and Pfock going in, but it seems like Pfock has picked up a little injury. I don't know the exact uh, amount of time that he's going to be out. I've heard that he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. That could be wrong. He could come back sooner, and if he does come back sooner, then in my mind, it's definitely going to be Ferreira, Sargent, and Pfock. But if Pfock is unavailable, I think that opens the door. And, and currently, 
I think Brandon Vasquez is the guy that's going to get the call uh, should PFOC not be available. However, that's contingent upon how Pepe starts for his new club, Grondigan. At least for what I've heard so far, Pepe is in line for a lot of minutes with his new club. They're going to look to him to provide goals. Uh, so if he hits the ground running in the next couple of weeks, if he gets gets starts and gets goals and kind of looks like the Pepe of old, um, right, I mean, as a buzzer beater, right before Greg Berhalter names his 23, I think Pepe can potentially nip in and steal this roster spot from Brandon Vasquez. Uh, but if Pepe kind of stutters to start, uh, I think Vasquez is going to be the guy. Either way, I think, uh, you know, Brandon Vasquez has really earned an opportunity with the U.S. He's playing really well. Um, the, the fact that Sargent and P. Fox started the season so well has kind of uh, quelled a lot of the excitement for Brandon Vasquez. But, you know, I'm interested to see what he can do. Uh, and at the same time, the Pepe train, you know, we all are excited about Ricardo Pepe and what he can potentially be. He's hit a speed bump at Osberg. Uh, hopefully, Gronigan is going to be able to uh, reboot the Pepe train, get it back on track, and get his back excited. Uh, about this young player that just has so much potential. So I think either way, whether it's PFOC, whether it's Pepe, whether it's Vasquez, I'm going to be very excited to see all of these guys play. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with Pepe. Right now in the clubhouse, I think it's Vasquez. Uh, so that's my three strikers at the moment. Of course, Josh Sargent, we, we talked about sort of the weaknesses at the winger position now that um, Tim Weah is out. Uh, so potentially you see Sargent as a winger. I mean, that's an option. I don't love Sargent as a winger. I don't think he's a very dynamic winger. I don't think he fits Greg Berhalter's ideas of what a winger are, but that's just something that's on the table. And whenever it comes to the World Cup, if you're a player trying to make a roster, being versatile, being being able to play multiple positions is definitely a good thing. Now, that is my 26-man roster, and there, there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. I, I, I think for Greg Berhalter, you know, you look at some of the names that I named, you know, Tim Ream could definitely be interchanged for EPB or, or James Sands. You can you can make that argument, and, and I'm fine with that. I think any one of those three players can be the fifth center back. I think that's fine. The fullback position is very interesting. There's a lot of different ways you could go with that. Um, it, it may be a situation where Yellen's definitely going to be in the group, uh, and, and Shaq Moore is just left out in the cold. I think that's a little bit harsh. I think Shaq Moore uh, is maybe the second best right back for the U.S. right now. Uh, so that's an interesting question. Does Scally make the roster? Does Greg elect to bring somebody else because Scally had his opportunity in June? We'll see what Greg ultimately elects to do with this left back position that suddenly is up for grabs with Jedi Robinson being out for this particular camp. Potentially. Potentially. This is a snapshot of who Greg is going to ultimately take to November. So it's a very important camp, and it's a it's a huge opportunity for a lot of these guys. So it's really exciting. We're only a couple of weeks away, uh, so I you know you can feel the excitement whenever we have a U.S. soccer fixture coming up within the fan base. So that's my 26 man roster. I'm curious what your thoughts are. How do you think Greg's going to handle the center back situation, the goalkeeper situation, the 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 fullback situation? A lot of question marks here. Uh, and then at striker, I know that's a question that we've been asking ad nauseum for the last few months, but how do you think that that ultimately unfolds? Let me know in the comments section. As always, si puede hablar espanol. DM en comentario en espanol. If you want the Yank Report and Podcast form, you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Just search for the Yank Report Podcast. 
brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to support the channel, you can become a subscriber. You can like the video. You can leave a comment. You can also become a member. Becoming a member directly supports the channel and, and makes a lot of things possible and keeps this train rolling. So thank you to my tier two members, Manuel Alivares, Mike Irish, Matthew Hanna, Chris Matassa, Matthew Doyle, Michael Baker, and Dan McVeigh. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.